Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Welcome to another edition of Restore the Floor with Evan Jenkins. I'm Stoney. You have a good holiday? It was great. Got to play golf. You know, I was healthy. Can't complain. And I had a day off of work. That's a beautiful thing. Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, Now, the NBA 2K24 Summer League begins uh, Friday in Las Vegas. We'll get to that in a second. But uh, July 1st, actually, it started at 6 o'clock on Friday, June 30th. NBA free agency. Now nothing's official yet. Nothing has been signed, but we know what's going to happen with everything. And there wasn't a lot of craziness going on. when it came to the Detroit Pistons, I know a lot of us in a weird way, were hoping they'd get cam Johnson, but we knew pretty much that unless the Pistons went completely nuts with an offer that Brooklyn was going to match it. And Quite frankly, I'm not sure if I would have paid $28 million a year for him either. Yeah, $108 million contract for four years is a lot for a guy that played 30 games last year. Yeah. You know, he hasn't played a full season. Um, His game's nice when he's out there, but mm-hmm. you need to be out there. And as Piston fans, we understand that with Cade Cunningham. So, uh, I mean, I, I don't mind that they didn't go. I think it's an overpay for him. Right. In two years, it's probably going to be a run-of-the-mill NBA contract, but I'm kind of glad that they didn't go that route because if you ask me, that kid's kind of set up for failure here in Detroit if he doesn't play 75 games or average 19 and 7. You know what I mean? There would be very high expectations. So we're going into the season with pretty much the same team with a couple new additions. As of now, yes. Now, we would be hypocritical if we said, oh, they should have got spent money on, you know, this guy, this guy, this guy, because we criticize looking back what the, they had money to spend. They just spent it back in the day on Charlie V and, and Ben Gordon. Now the Joe Harris situation. All right. So they, what they got two second round picks and Joe, and Joe Harris. Look, Joe Harris is a terrific shooter when healthy. And I assume he's healthy even when he's not healthy, his defense, which is a major problem here, as we've talked about with various coaching staffs, various, um, is not very good. But what it does allow, and yeah, his contract is kind of high for what he will bring you, but it's one-year deal. You can pedal him at the deadline if you want or, or just lose him, whatever, is the fact that when you have him Burks and Bogdanovich, you would think, and still there's plenty of time before the season even starts or at the deadline sometime during the season, you will be able to trade one of those three and get an asset for 
such player, you would think and hope that Weaver would be able to do that. Yeah, when the move initially happened, you were, I know I said to myself, what, like, what are they doing here? Like, right. I, I'm trying to figure out what they're doing. But then, you know, you become level-headed and you try to look at it from the outside in and not try to be so close. And it, I think it's exactly what you said because my first initial thought was Joe Harris will be great on a competing team, not this team. Right. And so you think about it at the trade deadline, if he's healthy, that's where he'll end up being is on a competing team. In right. my opinion, right. One of those three will be dealt him Bogdanovich or Burks, maybe all three, right. right? If they excel to where we think they could, right? right. For instance, if Miami, I don't know what their cap situation will be like if they make the Lillard trade and they get rid of hero and Duncan Robinson, they've already lost Struce to free agency. They might need a three point shooter. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, every team in the NBA needs three-point shooting. Yes. So it, it might be a team like the Pelicans. You know what I mean? Yes. And so from that standpoint, it's fine. And it's also, I'm not going to complain about spending somebody else's money when it doesn't affect me no. or the team. It's not going to prevent them from signing somebody because, let's be honest, those players don't exist this year. Exactly. They don't necessarily exist next year with the I money know. they think they're keeping. But yet, I'm fine with it. Let because eventually you're going to have to pay your players because maybe that money that they're saving is going to be for a beef stew for a Killian Hayes for, you know, a year down the road, Kate Cunningham's right. going to have to be paid. Then Jay Nivey's going to have to if be paid. If it's going to be for Killian Hayes, he's going to have to come out of it nowhere and have an unbelievable. Well, I'm saying what, right. what if they gave him a four year, $40 million contract, right? Four years, 40 million. I'd be okay with that. I sure. Guess. That, that, that's, that's what I'm that's, saying, but yes. you need money to yes. pay these contracts. Yes. All right. So that's Joe Harris. Monty Morris. I like a lot. I mean, Flint kid, Iowa state played pretty well. Yeah. We've known about him since three. he was in high school. Yeah, he was Mr. Basketball. Yeah. He, I mean, he can pass, he can shoot. He can, he can do a lot of things. I think he's almost a perfect backup point guard. Now then you have him. Do you have him and Killian play together coming off the bench as a unit? I don't know, but I think and they're I, different players too. Yeah, I, mean, I think in I different like situations you can bring in a different guy. Where I think Monty Morris is like 100 miles an hour. He's going to play defense. He's going to get in your face. Where Killian Hayes is more of a you know he's a foreign player. They play a different brand of basketball where it's right. free flowing. Blah blah blah. And I, I like it from that standpoint, right? I mean, do they have a lot of cooks in the guards' kitchen? Yeah, they do. Well, speaking of which, does it? I don't know. Right word. Does it stunt the growth or the playing time of their second number one pick, Marcus Sasser? No, I don't think okay. so at all. I think maybe in the beginning of the year, like during last year, we didn't see him really play off the start, right? Mm -hmm. And I think with these young kids, you have the ability on a team that doesn't necessarily have to win this year. You just have to show improvement to let these kids ease their way in. You know, sometimes. I forget who it was, but a former NBA player was talking about sometimes a blessing in disguise is being able to watch it from the bench after playing in the game to see how things move without you just being there, right? Mm -hmm. And so that might help a young kid get him hungry, get him humble, get him excited. And I think Marcus Sasser is going to be one hell of a player in the NBA for what he's going to do. Right. I mean, he he's, he's going to be a vet based on his age already going into the league. He's got experience, and and I think he's going to be a humble and hungry kid. So I don't think it's going to stunt the growth. Maybe maybe initially fans might say, why aren't they playing more? But I think once games 20, 30, 40, 50 hit, that's when you're really going to see those guys.